Trevor, and on behalf of myself, Lauren and Leo, welcome home to the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 338, the second episode this week. If you're listening to this at time of release, big night tonight, Friday, August 5th. I'm excited. Come hang out with us at a horror-themed club night celebrating the 2009 masterpiece, Diablo Cody and Karan Kusama's Jennifer's Body. Hell is a Teenager is the name of it. Takes place at the Federal in North Hollywood. Pre-sale tickets are sold out, but you can get yours at the door. It's put on by our friends at the Mystic Museum. You can come dressed as your favorite Jennifer's Body character. Check out the themed food and drink menu. Enjoy performance from Ryan Levine, the voice of the band Low Shoulder from the actual film, a DJ set, and so much more. The TheMysticMuseum.com for info. We're going to be hanging out with postcards, pens, and bringing shirts along for sale, including a very cool long-sleeve design. We haven't sold like any of them, and nor do we expect to tonight, but they will be there regardless. This time on the show, something a little different. I went and checked out the new gory action flick, Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt. It's in theaters now, directed by acclaimed stunt performer David Leach, so you know you're in good hands. Uh, His credits include a mind-blowing list, Constantine, John Wick, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Underworld, Van Helsing, and directing Atomic Blonde, and Deadpool 2. It is loaded with enough visceral insanity to ignite the imaginations of practical effects and horror fans everywhere. It most certainly crosses into that space. Oh boy, it sure does. <laughs> like I was thinking of one scene in particular that, uh, wow, I will never forget. It's incredible. So we figure we take the opportunity to celebrate this film. It's an amazing ride. I sat in a rapid-fire press junket that put me in front of acclaimed martial artist and actor Andrew Koji, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, and Brian Tyree Henry, and the legendary Hiroyuki Sanada. We talk about the film's inventiveness, frenetic style, and buckets of blood. The Boo Crew Podcast, episode 338. Wow. We've done a lot of these. It's now slaying. We'll ruin your life the way you ruin mine. Dude, I don't even know you. There's nothing simple about this job. Something else going on here. Yeah, I'm not the only one on this train looking for this case. Evan. Where's the briefcase? Oh, it's not shit. It was just there. We are right on schedule. Everything that's ever happened to you. This is gonna sting, bitch! Oh! Has led you here. Fate. That's a shit deal. Oh, no, thank you. You know what? Do you have um, anything sparkling? That's the one. Thank you. Domo arigato. Sure you want to talk this out? Not particularly, no. Uh, Okay. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim. 
victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Trevor Shand here for Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew. The movie is Bullet Train in theaters August 5th. I am so honored to be joined by Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry, who play the lovable yet deadly assassins Tangerine and Lemon. How the hell are you guys? We're great, Thank you, <laughs> God, you guys killed it in this movie. And congrats on, I, I, I got to say, two unforgettable performances that are at the heart of what is going to make this film an absolute genre classic for the rest wow. of time. I really, really believe that. And wow. on that note, I mean, this performance to me plays like a real, like it plays like a duet. The two of you are, are, are equal parts of this, of this one kind of combined performance. What went into that chemical reaction between the two of you as actors to build a couple of ruthless killers with hearts? We can start with Brian and Aaron. Jump in, man. That's kind of great that you compared it to music, man. Like uh, we kind of wanted it to feel like that. We wanted people to care about these ruthless killers, <laughs> like because they're the only duo um, assassin crew in the movie. Like they're they you start with them already being paired together. So um, on the script, it said that they were twins. Uh, clearly no uh, but we were also like well what does that mean instead of it we didn't want it to be like the butt of the joke we didn't want it to be like one's black and one's white They're clean. <laughs> we didn't want that so we wanted people to really know that like they came up together you know what I mean like they have been paired together for most of their lives which means that they had to survive together most of their lives which means that they were kind of all each other had and we wanted this weird thing to happen where the audience cared actually about them you know most times when you have parents like this from pulp fiction to lethal weapon they're two men coming from two different backgrounds you know trying to figure out how to you know defeat something where as we came up together like we like we came up together and uh I, I will say that the other part that made it incredibly incredibly uh vital to this being real and feeling like something that was cared for was the relationship between me and aaron in real life like i mean when I met this man, it was instantaneous, the chemistry that happened. And I, I can't explain to you what it's like to like sign on to do a movie that's covered in blood and you're fighting and you're and you're paired together. But you get to like have a best friend sitting across from you the whole time. You get to like try to crack this guy up. You know, you get you get to like have these many little arguments and scenes and then you just like never leave each other's side, you know, so. I felt like I had a true partner, a true ride or die in Aaron and still do. And we wanted people to feel that we and we're very fortunate that David Leach literally let go of the steering wheel <laughs> and let us like take <laughs> over. Now, we couldn't we were driving and steering with our foot on the gas and the brake most of the time. But it was great because like that's what brother brotherhoods are. That's what that kind of kinship is. And we just wanted to translate that so the audience could enjoy how much we enjoyed each other. Oh, man. Man, I love it, man. And Aaron, a quick question for you. What did you enjoy about kind of operating within the frenetic energy of the storytelling? I mean, Tangerine has moments where he breaks the fourth wall, triggering insane vignettes, all this kind of stuff that rips open the narrative. It's wild. What effect do you find that that had on your performance? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to piggyback on what Brian was saying, I mean, I, I didn't really know who Tangerine was until Brian stepped into the shoes of Lemon. You know, it was definitely a collaboration. We had to kind of create this uh this these characters together and uh and, and it was a codependency you know i, I lent <laughs> very heavily on brian you know and um 
And I think uh, it allowed, it freed, it freed that little bit in me to kind of take it to the next level and kind of feel confident because I, I had Brian's support to just say whatever the fuck came on my mind and, uh, and I had no filter. And, you know, I say stuff that people shouldn't probably put in the words. And, and that was quite refreshing. And I needed that because at the time we shot this thing in a pandemic. And I think, you know, we've had, we bottled a lot of like, um, you know, frustration. Frustration. And I was able to like verbalize that verbal diarrhea towards like uh, to any, uh, uh, you know, anything to uh, in <laughs> so, um, anyone or anything. So, anything, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, so yeah. And, and, and then, yeah, the confined space, it felt claustrophobic. We came from a claustrophobic lockdown and we're now in a tube uh, and a <laughs> container where we're on seats and we're and, and we're on a high speed moving train so we wanted yeah. kind of phonetic energy like you just said where it's just yeah. non-stop power you know back and forth back and forth uh, and and that's kind of how this kind of character sort of i discovered the character and it sort of evolved um and it was really very much on the on the fly um but it came it only, i could only do that because i had so much love and trust with brian and because david leach gave that space so it was one of these rare moments and i'm very proud of it because because we had that and i've never experienced that before so it was very rare the boo crew will be right back you shall utter no word without the permission of basra her heart is weakening it has to be replaced with a new one this very night the blood drinkers vampires preying on the innocent in the dark of night they attack to refresh themselves with the warm blood of the living leaving behind them corpse after corpse with no one safe from their deadly fangs these are the blood drinkers and Edgar Allan Poe's immortal classic of horror and hate. The Black Cat. Is it real? Is it alive? For unimaginable shock scenes, see The Black Cat from the pen of Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> I'm Trevor from Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew. Andrew, how you doing, man? Hey, man. How you doing? <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right. So first of all, congratulations on the film. It is spectacular. And I got to say that within the delightful chaos of kind of everything going on in this movie, I find that your storyline really helps to ground it all with that element of darkness. So I was wondering if you can kind of tell us about what you feel that your character brings out in that in this whole spectacle well david uh very much encouraged us to be to uh, uh that kimura and the, the elder the father storyline was the heartbeat of the film so that's as the film became this wacky crazy i found it comedic wacky tone you know there was discussions and should we, you know, we should, should we be joining in on that and no he wanted us to to, to be that grounding thing so i just Focused in on, on 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 my character Kimura, and uh, you know uh, he, he was quite a personal character to me in a lot of ways, and so yeah, so to 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 be able to to do that kind of character in this over the top film that was interesting. 
experience. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it tempers it all, makes it all feel very real. And you share a lot of scenes with Joey King, who is phenomenal as the prince. How did her performance kind of help you, uh, help inform you to what you brought to Chimera? Yeah, I mean, she she's incredibly talented and very uh, gifted and love, such a lovely, hardworking uh, uh, human being. So, you know, when you've got a, a scene partner, uh, you know, a uh, you know, you've got a scene partner who's really game to try and, you know, to do stuff. We workshop scenes, we went over them, you know, FaceTime because we couldn't be up in the records of uh, uh, the COVID stuff. Yeah, so that, that, you know, to have such a good game scene partner makes everything so much easier, you know. And can you tell us a bit about just the set piece of the train itself and the mechanics of kind of having to operate within such a confined space? Yeah, I mean, they had the a couple of sound stages built out with all the carriages and stuff. And you had the huge, was it Sony? Oh, Sony, some, some, some LED screens. It must be Sony because it's Sony sound stage. But the, the whole uh, LED screens which replicated the, you know, Japan um, landscape going over. And then some of them were, were, were removable, removable so that, you know, they could take stuff out and shoot stuff on the side. It was, it's really cool. It still felt epic though, even though it was, um, even though it was uh, all in the sound stage, it still felt like, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. That's fun how it's all kind of mod- a modular set, basically, you're, you're describing there. And what do you think the advantages are of, I mean, David Leach, who's got such a, back, a strong background as a, as a stunt performer and choreographer, what do you think that that brings as a director that makes this film so different from anything kind of else that's out there? Well, I think David's unique in his way that he, he, he's... Um He's such a hard worker. He cares about it so much, and you know, he's he's he's. It was interesting. I found out one of my friends working. I'm working with on the Warrior now. Was uh, was friends with David. He was always fascinated by film growing up. So even though he's got that stunt background, he's still a director. And he's you know his vision and the way he sees stuff. He's just a natural fit. So I mean, obviously, it, it helps so much having someone who's got a direct uh, stunt action eye. Of him being able to you know he's performing it for years and 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 you know doing all the, the necessary steps filmmaking on set, uh, so not only with the action sequences but David himself who is a kind of like you know he's, he's got a vision and you can see it just makes these really interesting, cool, um, blockbustery action set pieces. Don't like that's why I think it's a combination of his stunt background but also can't take away the fact that it was David himself as well. You know David and. And um, uh, uh, Kelly, David and Kelly um, together, who are just there, this, this work unit. You can see them on set, just kind of like. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> David's there, and he had his mask, and he's just kind of watching stuff all the time. And, and Kelly's there, and there with a cap, just going over the, over the script and like that. They're like, they're like, um, uh, orchestra, or, orchestra, they're orchestrating everything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> terrific, man. And it comes really out so well. Oh, that's extraordinary, Andrew. Well, dude, that's my time. Thank you so much. And congrats on the film. We really appreciate it, man. My pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Awesome. You got it. It's Trevor here for Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew. And I'm joined with 17-time award-winning legend Hiroyuki Sonata, who plays the elder in this fantastic film, Bullet Train. How's it going, Hiro? Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Very nice to meet you, my friend. You've done everything 
with a huge amount of variety as well. You've done Speed Racer to Lost. You've done horror, action, superhero films. What stands out to you as what made your experience on Bullet Train so unique from everything you've done so far? Um, maybe because uh, we had a great script. Yeah, and then it's a great adaptation from the Japanese novel to the international audience. And uh, I really enjoy to read, and um, especially working with David again with this character. And the action and the plot points are all spun off uh, from a very enclosed space that seems to be inescapable. And you get to have some really cool action scenes therein. What kind of challenges and, and also what does it awaken you? Um, in you as a performer to do all this stuff in such a small space oh yeah mm, for my character you know the history of family or revenge story was most important thing uh, but we created the choreograph every day on set uh, put the ideas together with david stunt coordinator and me in the narrow train yeah that was the hardest part but also most interesting part how shall we create exciting scenes so we had a great collaboration on set every day i really enjoyed and there's a tremendous amount of blood and gore and practical effects in this movie. What do you enjoy about that visceral nature of working with practical effects and what it does to an audience? Ah, yeah, they, they've done a great job, created the, you know, actual size of train in the studio. And, and yeah, blood and the wind and the smoke. <laughs> everything all together when we shoot so i could feel i'm on board the real train <laughs> yeah, so excited so i believe the audience can feel that kind of live Feeling. Definitely, definitely. It's very thrilling as an audience member, I'll tell you that. I'm curious, as at the, after this thing was complete, there's all sorts of really cool post-production effects. The way the title cards show up for each character, for instance. The way it cuts away to a whole other adventure from another time in the movie. What did you think about when you got a chance to see it in its final edited form with the effects, the visual effects, the sound effects, everything? Yeah, it was amazing. I really enjoyed to watch the movie uh, with a great sense of humor and this stylized editing and everything. They've done a great job, and especially with the great music, uh, some Japanese 70s pops or sukiyaki song. <laughs> water bottle traveling right exactly <laughs> i like that kind of sense and serious emotion with the exciting action plus comedy sequence all together so great balance it has definitely you cannot take your eyes off it and we're in love with your character hero thank you so much for spending time with us we appreciate it thank you so much excellent congratulations <laughs> 
That was the Brew Crew Podcast, episode 338. Special thanks to Andrew Koji, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, and Hiroyuki Sonata. The time of release, their new gory action thriller, Bullet Train, is in theaters now. Production tracks provided by the fine folks at Power Man 5000. Till next time, my name is Trevor, representing the Boo Crew, saying sweet scream. See you tonight in North Hollywood for the Jennifer's Body thing. Out! Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shands and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shands, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shands. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye! A bloody disgusting podcast network, home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews, SCP archives, weekly full cast storytelling, horror queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and creepy for disturbing and terrifying creepypastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.